that face look like next mistake loves a game wanna play you listening to the PCAST presented by CDE Lightband. Each week we take you around all speed the athletics department, occasionally the OVC, thanks to our good friends at CDE. Thank you to our friends at CDE and thanks to you, the listeners, who make us worth sponsoring. I am Colby Wilson. He is Casey Craig. Welcome to the nation's top-ranked all-speed podcast, rejoicing and rejuvenated after the start of Shooty Hoop season. Casey, how are you now? Good, and you? Not so bad. Let's get right into it. Five games in the books last week. A combined four and one for our beloved men's and women's basketball programs. The governor's men's basketball program spent Thanksgiving in Florida, sunny Florida, where they picked up two wins against Omaha and ETSU. Suffered a third game in third days, kind of no legs, unfortunately, loss against a slightly fresher Abilene Christian team that looked to be pretty good as well, so no shame in that. Abilene Christian shot the ball well. Shot in both of their the games. Hover off the ball. Because boy, they torched ETSU to start. They down. sure did. Oh, and by the way, Middle, Middle Tennessee was also down there. And I watched both the games they played down there. And they looked ungood, would be the only term I could give to it. And they throttled Murray State last night. I mean, beat the pants beat off the port. the pants off of the Razors. <laughs> oh boy, it's not good for, not good for our Murray State friends. What about your women's team? Boy, we uh, went down to North Alabama, and it was kind of a uh, North Alabama didn't know what they had. They had a whole lot of newcomers. They only had like two or three returning players, and we had more than that. And I think that showed a little bit. We had a little bit more experience. Our team had been together a little longer, and. It was a slow start, but we got him by 10 in the end, and then we came home, and boy, Maggie Knowles shot the cover off the ball against Trevecca. Six three-pointers in the first half. That's pretty uh, good. When Maggie Knowles starts hitting threes like that, there's not much anybody can do to stop the Govs. I imagine Florida State's going to try and not let that happen, but hopefully she can get loose hit some threes this weekend. Let's play three things we liked and one we didn't about our teams this week. I will go first with the men's basketball team. The first thing I loved, Reggie G putting on his best Lou Williams impersonation, leading that second unit. Uh, you got a, a veteran guy in Reggie who can come off the bench, microwave you some scoring in a hurry. Uh, just he, he had his bounce back, uh, just loved what we got off of off the bench from him he's a guy who can play crunch he'll he will be playing crunch time for the guys but he gives that second unit such a spark speaking of sparks in the second unit it does not appear really in the box score but elton walker flew around the court all weekend uh just in in whatever minutes he got he made a difference picked up some fouls a couple of times kind of over-exuberant a little bit, but, man, did he look like he's going to be a ball player. And then the third thing that I saw from the group that I just really, really loved, they actually seem to like one another. It's important. It is important. Like, you can – and especially in this year where there's not much in the way of fans or attendance and they're going to – try to pipe in crowd noise some places. Boy, it's weird. It is it's super weird and to kind of be your own to be your own cheerleaders is sort of gonna be important in this climate. And I 
I thought that we got some pretty good energy from our bench down in Florida as they were kind of the they were it. They were all they were all we had. But that leads to the one thing I didn't just love and if you've got two post players in Terry Taylor and Mike Peak, you got to hit more threes than we hit last week to free them up because by the Abilene Christian game, I mean, it was just a sea of defenders being thrown at Terry and Mike and our perimeter guys have to figure out a way to make them pay for doubling and tripling down low. But that facility, dark. It did look dark on top. A little, little dingy. Not the best sight lines for shooting, and so I'm going to say that that was a, a blip rather than something to be super concerned about moving forward. So three things I liked, and one thing I didn't about the women's team. Uh, we'll start out with our league score, Brianna Furby. She didn't have a great – I mean, she had a fine year last year. She had a season high of 16 last year, but it was the first time in her career she didn't post a 20-point game in a season. She comes out game one, 26. And I think she scored 14 in the second one. She's second in the OVC in scoring after two games, averaging 20 a game. And she's second on the team in assists, one behind her sister, which is – I mean, she's, she's spread the ball out in her career, but she's, it seems passing the ball more, scoring more. The whole offense is kind of going through her – maybe not going through her, but – She's playing really well on the offensive end, and it looks more like her freshman and sophomore seasons when she was a force. Uh, I mean, she had a 28-point game at Belmont one time. and If we can get that offense back with some of the other players you have on this team, it's a, it's a nice piece to have. It's, that's bombs away from the three-point line. Boy, the other thing I like, Maggie Knowles, after she had two points in the first game, it's not – she bounced back. That's what I liked. She had a bad game. I mean, North Alabama pretty much said Maggie Knowles isn't going to beat us, and they locked her up, and that's fine. She missed some shots, but she came back in just six threes, three in the first th- three minutes against Trevecca. I know Trevecca is a D2 school, and they're in the, but it, it doesn't matter. She came back and hit the shots after a bad game, and that's good to see. Uh, the third thing I liked, I liked Nina DeLeon Negron, the freshman. Led the Govs in rebounds in the first game. A five foot six guard. A little. A five foot okay. six guard led the Govs with eight rebounds. Five on the offensive end in game one. Well, sticky nose in there, Nina. Yeah. So then she comes out in game two, and what does she do? 16 points and six assists. Just, I mean. Getting it done. Doing a little bit of everything. And I think that she can just. I mean, I think playing international basketball has her. I won't say. I mean, she's. It's an experience that none of the other freshmen have. Yeah. Like when you've played for the Puerto Rican national team, you've played the Bahamas, you've played all these other teams like North Alabama. What, yeah, what's what, North Alabama? What's North Alabama mean? I mean. She's uh, not going to be afraid of the moment I because don't think, she's played I don't, at some big stages. Right. I don't think the being a freshman is a problem to her. Um, the one thing I didn't like, I think we need to get the ball in the post and score down there a little more. Uh, I know Shy Booker wasn't playing, and we were missing some of our post players, and our two post players were freshmen, I guess, because Maggie Knowles was our biggest person to start the game the biggest tallest so uh, uh in the second game Kamaya Ward the freshman had a little bit better she scored nine points had about eight rebounds I think and it got better but I think you've got to if you want to get Maggie and Bree and Nina and Shay Lee open for three you're gonna have to be able to throw it inside and I think Shy Booker back this weekend is going to help solve that problem one thing I didn't mention among the things I liked about the men's basketball team is Terry Taylor, and that's because that should go without saying at this point in Terry Taylor's illustrious Right, Austin if you Peter. didn't know that, you're new here. Yeah, that's that. if, you, if you're not familiar with the Terry Taylor oeuvre, I don't know how to help you there. Uh, let's, just, let's just run through the list of things that have happened this week for Terry Taylor. 
OVC Player of the Week after putting up three straight 20 and 10s and the game-winning bucket with five seconds to go against ETSU last week. OVC Player of the Week again. Again. I mean... 13th time. What's the record? 14? 15. I mean, so he'll have that in two weeks. Probably pretty close. Uh, Name to the Lou Henson Award watch list along with Jordan Adams to the top mid-major player in Division I college basketball. What are the betting odds on Terry getting that one? Uh, I don't know. I would say quite good. Decent. Especially when you consider he's also up for the Loot Olsen Award, which is to the best player in college basketball. Yeah, not not mid-major. No, no qualifiers whatsoever at that point. And Sorry, Garza. Yeah, I mean, look, hey, I'm not here to denigrate Luke Garza. He's probably a very wonderful very young man person. who does many outstanding things well on a basketball court. I'll take Terry Taylor. Who votes on Luke Olsen? I have no earthly idea. It's another one of those things from College Insiders. So is he on the Wooden Award list? Terry, no, he's uh-huh. not. Or, well, he may be. I sent that stuff in ages ago, but I don't know when they announced it. I would. I saw. I saw some people being announced on it yesterday, but I mean, it's a big list right now. Oh uh, well, then if they, if that's the case, then they throw up a couple more twenty and tens, and we'll call them complaining. I mean, I'll call complaining right now. I mean, he's the best player in college basketball to me. What and do that's I what's know? important. What do I know? What do I know? It's never been my business to pay attention to what happens in college basketball. Football. Scotty Walden putting together staff. Chris Kappas will be your new defensive coordinator, hailing from Division Three Power Mount Union. That guy's Kappas. got a handful of rings. That that guy's got in. He's he's been in the national conversation as player and coach for most of two decades now. So. You know, that's that's winning. I don't care what level you're at. You come here with five. When a, when a guy comes in flashing five rings, won two natties as a player and three as a head coach, you sit up and you pay attention to what that guy's got to say. Josh Cochran will be your co-offensive coordinator. Last at UNC, helped spearhead some of Alden's East Texas Baptist teams that put up ridiculous point totals. Pretty sure he played at Texas. Did he really? Because I saw, I clicked on his Twitter yesterday, and there's a photo of him walking off the field with Mac Brown. Well, that's a that's good. That's I didn't. Re- I was he just popped up on my Twitter. And I was like, oh, that's our that's our line coach. Let me check him out. And oh, there's him and Mac Brown strolling yeah. off the field at DK Royal. Well, that would explain why he's been at uh, UNC here lately. Yep, checks out there. And then we've also got Kirk Bryant coaching the slots or Gov backs, as they will be known in the new parlance. Um, also, another guy who spent some time at ETBU with Coach Walden, most recently hailing at Baylor. So these guys have kind of been everywhere in college athletics and had quite a bit of success where they went. There's a When you hear Baylor offense, you, you've points, got to be a fan. Points, points, points. Listen, we like points. I love points. Points are the best. Texas offense alignment, usually pretty good, too. No, not, no, no, no slouches. Decent. No yeah. slouches. So. I mean, think about those Mac Brown teams. They could run the ball. So you're going to take an out guy that played offensive line, and that system worked with Mac Brown. Like, you got to be feeling pretty good about that. I feel, I feel very confident in the the new direction that we are headed at Fortera Stadium. You want to wrap it up this week with your uh, tragic and devastating news? Sure, yeah. <laughs> uh, as you all know, I'm the biggest Wolverhampton Wolves fan in Clarksville, Tennessee. And uh, what's the size of that fan club? I don't know. Where, I don't know. where are you guys getting together on Saturday mornings to watch the games? <laughs> Your, I don't your know. living room? <laughs> my living room, or we might take it to the Cracker Barrel and watch on my phone. <laughs> um, 
our our best player from what I can tell, Raul Jimenez, fractured his skull. And fracturing a skull is bad. Ah, uh, yes. I believe he's out for the season. Uh, tragic, devastating. Only a few words that can begin to describe the feeling of this injury to the Wolverhampton fan base. Uh, his national team of Mexico, I'm sure they're just as devastated as we are. Or is he Puerto Rican? Or Portuguese? He's Portuguese. He might be Portuguese. You don't have any idea, do you? I forget. It's one of the two. Yeah, you know, they're located on opposite <laughs> sides of the globe. I could see how you get those. Either confused. way. Either well, way. Well, best wishes uh, to, to Mr. Jimenez. Get and, back get back soon. We need and, you. And his cracked Our title run crani- needs you. And his cracked cranium. We will take a break, and we will come back and have a lively discussion with Tyler Cotto of the baseball team right after this. Yo! Tyler Cotto is like a lot of our baseball players last year, um, eagerly awaiting the opportunity to get back on the field after a season cut far too short due to COVID-19. Uh, at the time, Cotto was enjoying a pretty good first season in Clarksville, and we hope to have him and the rest of the guys back out there soon. But today he joins us on the PCAST. Tyler, how are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, let's start with the basics. You were from Arizona coming to us uh, a lot of schools between here and Arizona. What made Austin P the fit? Austin, well, you know, uh, talking to Coach Jansen, I came on my visit and just going around campus. It was home to me. I fell right in place, fell along with the guys in the clubhouse when I got to talk to them. And I just called my dad when I was on my visit. I'm like, hey, you know, this is a place I want to be for the next four years and graduate from. So, okay, you know, if that's a fit. You played high school ball for your dad, correct? Yes, sir. He was my high school coach for four years. What was that like? Uh, well, he was actually a coach at the high school I was going to for about eight years before I even was in high school. So it was a lot of expectations from other players, uh, other uh, other coaches' parents. You know, I'm the coach's son. I'm supposed to be favored. But it wasn't like that at all. You know, he, he expected me to work the hardest, be there for everybody else, and uh, – Actually, I wasn't on varsity my freshman year. I wasn't on varsity until my sophomore year, which I barely played. Uh, not until I transferred when I started. And, yeah, it was a lot of turns, twists and turns to go to head coach as his father. What's the stigma of being the coach's son like? Like, it, it, are you expected to know more, be more, constantly be at the field, constantly be doing something related to the game? Yeah, I mean, you're definitely supposed to be like a model for everybody. You're supposed to be the perfect, uh, perfect person, perfect child on the field. You're supposed to be the best, you know. And you know, that's not 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 the case all the time, you know. How has your dad influenced your life? My dad has influenced my life tremendously. You know, it was always me and him growing up. My mom was in the picture for the most part, but uh, they they're separated. So me and him, you know. We're always at the field together, always together 24-7 and just really got close and are there for each other nonstop, talk to each other every day to this day still. 
your freshman season, obviously we went over it in the beginning, but just how disappointing was it to lose that season, to lose momentum? Like at that point in the season as a freshman, you kind of have to feel like, okay, I'm starting to come along, I'm starting to get it a little bit, and then it's taken away. Yeah, yeah, it was a shocker. You know, we were starting to get hot again. We were starting to get hot finally. And uh, as a freshman, you know, you're trying to get your feet wet, trying to feel everything out, trying to learn how, how the game actually flows in high school. It's all, uh, in college, sorry. It's a lot different than high school. So, yeah, it was upsetting, you know. Had to pack it all up and tall, tall of the year, you know, playing 10 games. You're a tall dude. But you're a skinny dude, not the typical not the typical catcher build. What's the the process for sculpting your body into that typical catcher frame? Like, what are you working on? How are you going about building that muscle mass? Uh, building the muscle mass, you know, dieting at the the gym last year hard as a freshman. You know, I, I really didn't work out as much as I should have in high school. Uh, but when I got to the P, you just go there train eat a lot and just build all that mass, you know. I'm never going to be the ideal catcher because I'm 6'3", not, you know, 5'10", like you're supposed to be. But, you know, there's a lot of ways you can work around it by being flexible and just being strong behind the plate. You know, you are taller than the typical catcher. How did you wind up behind the plate in the first place? Well, my dad was a catcher in college and in a pro ball. He was a catcher. So kind of just naturally fit into fit into it. Are you a pro baseball fan? Yes. Who's your favorite team? Uh, St. Louis Cardinals. Oh, well, that's disappointing. Why um, is it disappointing? Uh, just the Cardinals, man. The whole mythos, the ethos, the best fans in baseball. It just uh, – I'll, I'll get over it. I'll get over it. Uh, <laughs> is Major League Baseball still a good product? I think so. I think especially with this COVID year – it was more geared to keeping the fans in, in the game, you know, with the runner on setting extra innings now, trying to speed up the game as much as possible. Just try to keep it exciting for the fans. You know, a lot more home runs than there used to be. What is one thing you would do to better baseball? To better baseball? I'd probably, I'd probably just let them have more fun, do more mites on the field, you know, while they're playing so we can get a full view of the, the baseball aspect as a fan, how, how it's uh, how the locker room is and how the dugouts are during a baseball game. What's one change or one thing that you wish had never happened in pro baseball? Pete Rose getting in trouble for, the, uh, for his little incident that happened. There's a lot of time in baseball during the course of a non-inning game. If you're not playing, how are you passing the time in the dugout? Yeah, you know, as a catcher, you're never playing every day. I mean, no one has ever done that in the history of the sport. So, uh, as a catcher, you know, I'm either looking to help with a, a pitch that's going to go in the game, warming him up in the bullpen, trying to pick up the other team's batters, like how they like to swing it, and just trying to uh, keep everybody engaged inside the game. And if my number's tall, be ready at the same time. What's one thing that isn't COVID-related that you would change about 2020? Honestly, I'd say nothing just because I, I feel like it was pretty good up till COVID, you know, and everything that like does, does down is all just because of COVID nowadays. So I really have nothing bad to say. Anything, anything that's bad, you can just kind of, since March, you could just kind of write off as, oh, that's COVID. What are you going to do? 
Yeah. Uh, my car, my car wasn't working when I first got it for a few times. So I was like, ah, oh, you know, COVID people, they're number 10, <laughs> you know. Tyler, what is your favorite word? My favorite word? Yeah. Lit, I've been told. <laughs> what is your least favorite word? Um, I really don't have a least favorite word. I have a very uh, vast vocabulary. Really? No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> Who or what inspires you? My family inspires me. Uh, you know, I have, I have two younger sisters. I mean, two younger siblings, a brother and a sister. And, you know, I just want to set an example for them. You know, I'm 11 years younger or older than my brother. So I want him, you know, to see that I you can you can go to school, you can get everything done and be a good person at the same time. So what is the last book you read for fun? Oh, the uh, Phil Knight book. It's a it's okay. some Nike book. I forgot the name of it. Shoe Dog? Yep, that's the one. Yep. What is your worst habit? My worst habit? Buying shoes. How many do you have? I have a lot. I have a, I have a good amount. Probably like 40. Wow. Yeah. What app on your phone gets the most use? TikTok. Yeah. What's the most terrifying situation you've ever found yourself in? Most terrifying? Well, when I was about 11 years old, me and my dad died in a really bad car accident. And uh, we were on the way to the baseball game, and I woke up and went, the car was upside down. Yeah. What is your idea of happiness? Happiness, you know, it's life, life in itself. We're blessed to be here every day, or we're blessed to be here. So be happy with it. No matter what your situation is, try to figure out the best in it. What is your idea of misery? Misery? Not being on the baseball field, not being able to play no more. What makes you self conscious? Self conscious? My toes. Your my toes, toes, man. Yeah, my toes. How do ugly toes? How okay? How are toes ugly? Like I've never thought of toes in a pretty ugly way. Because like my toes are like they're not straight. Like they got a little bump in them. So I, I like to see my socks on. That's why I have a lot of shoes. So I can cover those bad boys up. <laughs> what is the most embarrassing song you love? Oh, uh, "Pardon USA" by Miles Cyrus. How would you prefer to die? How for a die? Die sleeping. Maybe poison or something so I don't struggle. If you were reincarnated, what would you like to come back as and why? A shark. A great white shark. What might prompt you to lie? It's for the greater good, you know. What makes you hopeful? That there's a chance for everything to happen, you know. What is our purpose in life? Purpose in life, just to be a great human being and uh, keep everybody happy and try to get the best at people. Regardless of who it is, what's one question you would ask our next guest? How do you like to pee? How do you like to pee? I love the Austin P. I'm definitely made the right choice in my mind. A couple of weeks ago, Aaron Eisenhardt asked, what is your favorite dance move? I'm not a big dancer, so I really don't have one. 
That's fair. That's a fair answer. Uh, Tyler, you got plenty. You got your basically your whole career ahead of you still at Austin P. What are your what are your hopes and dreams? What do you want to get out of your time here? Out of my time, you know, you come to college to play baseball, but you also come to get your degree. So I definitely want to get my degree. Uh, and I also want to go to the College World Series, you know, Super Regionals, because not, not very many people can say that. It's pretty good. What about post-grad? What do you – I mean, do you, is it the next level? Is it going out and working? Or you still got plenty of time to think about that? Yeah, you know, I thought about both. You know, I've, I've always wanted to play pro ball. And, you know, that's always a goal for every baseball player. Uh, but, you know, also want to get done with the real world, you know, explore my options with work. Well, I'm glad you're keeping an open mind about it and look forward to finally seeing you back on the field, hopefully pretty soon. Tyler Cotto, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Have a great day. Thanks, Tyler, for coming on, taking a few minutes out of his day and out of his break to talk to us here at PCAST LLC. Casey, we are... I think to the end of the early signing period. I think so. And there's been, well, there's been quite a few additions to the Austin P family over the course of the early signing period. We probably won't discuss them all, but we can at least give give people an overview of what's coming and going. I'll tell you what, most of those came to our uh, our soccer program. Good golly, they Coach, Coach Colorado added twelve. A dozen. A dozen. We'll start off. Uh, Got to add a goalkeeper. I think I think the I don't know how soccer recruiting goes. I think you add one every year, maybe. It's kind of like a quarterback. You right. just kind of like, go, huh? Oh, yeah, like sure. I don't think we had one last year. We didn't add one last year, but we lost one, so we're down to two this year. So you kind of got to add one this year. So, Katie Bond, Hendersonville, Tennessee, welcome aboard. Can't then, wait to uh, have you. I'll tell you what, Washington becoming a pipeline for Austin P. Soccer. You've already got Drawdy, uh, Kaylee Craft. Um, there's someone else who I can't remember right now. Because I know we have three. I know we have three. I know we have three from Washington. Track. That way to keep track. Because if you look at our roster, we've got the most players from Tennessee, the second most players on the team from the state of Washington. So Alec Baumgartner from Federal Way, Washington. And I guess I thought there was another on here, but nope, that's, that's it. The only that's only one. It. So, but okay, Arizona. There's two from Arizona, too. Two from Zona, yeah. Lindsey McMahon and Olivia Proc. Following in the footsteps of Shelby Stewart, our most recent Arizona player. We're just, uh, I guess we're going out west and getting some good players. Good to see. And then. Another, another also, little pipeline. We're going to James Clemens High School for the second time in about four years because Rachel Bradbury went to school there. So Haley Patterson went to the same high school as her. Looking forward to having all dozen of the new soccer players coming through next year. Women's Hoops also adding a five. And uh, one of them, uh, a name that we're, we're kind of familiar with already, Lamaya Walker. Yeah, the sister of track, track and field, field star. Lennox Walker. Signal Mountain High School in Chat Town. Looking forward to having her here in Clarksville. Apparently, I when I was doing some research on the story with Lennox, mine was quite good. Yeah, no, yeah, she. Uh, everything I read about her, good basketball player. Another basketball 
Another school you like to see when you're recruiting basketball players is White Station High School. Heck, yeah. I'll tell you what. Um, if you don't know anything about Tennessee high school basketball, you get a player from White Station, they can usually play a little bit. So, Lyric Cole coming in from Memphis to join David Midlick's team. Uh, another, tr- we got, like I said, we had three more. Uh, we have one from Louisiana, Michigan, another from Nashville. The Govs are, Govs are getting better. Got, got some size, too. I like that Lyric no, Cole, yeah. six foot. Caitlin Manuel from, I'm not even going to try that. I wasn't going to try and say night, that. Or that, that, uh, that city in Louisiana, but she's six foot as well. So Speaking good. of city names, Caden Glenn down there from Ypsilanti, Michigan. Ypsilanti. Is that how you say it? I believe so. I have no clue. No, there. No, I'm pretty sure that's up in the the UP, the Upper Peninsula. And girls have a lot of seniors on the roster this year, so they're going to have to replace them. Uh, might not be all. Might not. Might have to sign a couple more in the because I think they're losing five or six this year. So. Mm-hmm. Always good to keep one in the back pocket for the spring. That's right. Men's Hoops adding two as well. Ishmael Habib from Chicago and Raekwon Taylor down in Montgomery, Alabama. Raekwon Taylor, this guy just started playing basketball a couple of years ago. 6'9". He put up Nikita Johnson is who recruited him, and he was telling me that in his first game he put up like a 30, 15, and 8 blocks or something like that. That like this, there is so much untapped potential with that guy. Someone call that useful. Yeah, and Ishmael Habib is going to be uh, playing at Bishop Walsh, Maryland this year in the new prep super league, for lack of a better term. So he's going to get some high level. Every time you're playing against Oak Hill and Montverde, you're doing okay. Yeah, you're doing something. Added five golfers, three on the women's side, two on the men's side. On the men's side, Payne Elkins, the younger brother of Peyton Elkins of the women's golf team coming to Clarksville as is Reese Britt from Webb School in Knoxville. The trio on the women's side, Maggie Glass, Erica Scott, and Kaylee Campbell. Two from Tennessee, one from Georgia as Jessica Combs. Almost said Kathy, call myself. Jessica Combs adding plenty of talent over there. I like the name Payne Elkins on the men's team. That's a golf name. It's a golf That is name. a golf name. You've got to wear I mean, I think, you, I think that... Robbie's got to make him wear the Payne Stewart knickers. Together. I don't think you can make anyone do that. I, I don't know if you can, but I think it should be required. Uh, baseball added a pair of pitchers as well. Garrett Sims from Spring Hill, Tennessee, Summit High School, left-handed arm. Then they went down to Colorado. Seems like we're getting baseball players from Colorado here recently. Uh, I think it's Farida Monument High School? Farida? I don't know. Jacob Weaver, right-handed pitcher. Going to be on the bump here at Raymond C. Ham Park. Any relation to Tucker yeah. Weaver? I don't think so. Going to say no. Tucker's from Oregon, so that's close. I, you know, whatever. you know, uh, you know, of the western half of the United States, Weavers. You know, we've done pretty well at Summit High School too with some players. Uh, Nick Walker went to Summit High School. I feel like um, Luke Brown went to Summit High School, but I might nope, be wrong. Luke Brown's from uh, Greenbrier. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. Still, good area. We've done we've done well recruiting there in the past. So hopefully, Garrett Sims can keep that going. And we got five coming aboard for the softball program. Three from the great state of Tennessee. Reese Calhoun, Raylan Roach, and Skylar Sheridan. Kylie Campbell from South Carolina. 96 high school in 96 South Carolina. I I was confused when I read that. Um, I don't think that's a real thing. uh, I think your research is wrong. I did. I copy that straight off of uh, Chris Austin's release on it. Let's go P.com. So if you have a bone to pick, if you have a bone to pick, it is with him. His gospel. Samantha Miner, I believe it's Miner, from Highland, Illinois, rounding out the early period class for softball. Track and field also adding in three. And Jewel Jennings, a sprinter from Dandridge. Alexa Oatman, a pole vaulter from Monument, Colorado. And Maddie Wallace, a hurdler from Fort Payne. All three have 
some pretty good bona fides, some pretty good talent. But when I tell you that Valerie Brown was extremely excited about the addition of Jewel Jennings, that is somebody who knows her way around sprinters. If Valerie Brown's excited about somebody, that's someone to be excited about. Yeah, we've been pretty good at the whole sprinting thing here recently. Yeah, ever since Coach Brown showed up, sprinting, been all right. Yeah, pretty so good I'm going to take her word at it when she says somebody's good at sprinting. Good to see some more East Tennessee people here coming all the way from Jeff Coe. Yeah, sure, that's great, too. Exactly. Yeah. Hillbillies. Anyway, <laughs> we should probably make a regular free feature out of the uh, whatever scheduling updates need to occur over the course of a given week. So, let's run it down for the next few days. This entire, sub- sub- uh, this entire section of the podcast is subject to change. Subject to change, as always. So, Carver... Friday, December 4th here in the Dunn Center. McKendry was December 15th, now December 14th because Florida A&M is now December 15th. Transylvania, who you might recall from, I don't know, two weeks ago when we added them, off the schedule entirely now. Yeah, they're gone. Yeah. And then you were supposed to be at Mississippi Valley State. We were on the way. You were on the bus. We were the on way. the bus. Ripped a U-turn, got back to Clarksville. Ripped a U and came on back. So, uh, let's see, for the for the next week... You have your trip to Florida State yes. for the women's basketball team. That is Saturday, game Sunday. No, yes, trip Saturday, game Sunday. And then we have Carver in here on Friday night, and then the trip up to the Hamlet for men's basketball on Tuesday. The what? To the Hamlet of Murray. Oh, okay. The, the small village. I see. I see what we're doing. Good, good. I'm glad you could see that. So I guess that means that didn't um, wasn't McKinder supposed to be on the fifteenth? It does, and it's moved to the fourteenth because mm-hmm. we had just changed the women's basketball time for the fifteenth because McKinder got put on the fourteenth. So I don't know what time the women are playing on the fifteenth now. Uh, check back on let's go dot com. I think you haven't moved, but now in place of being a men's game first and a women's game, it was second, supposed to be the men were going to play after the women because the women were going to play at four thirty. The men were supposed to play at one because the women were going to play at four thirty when we had uh, McKendry. And now uh, I don't know what time the game is yet. I'll I'll let you guys know on let's go. You know what? Let's go p.com has all updates, <laughs> news, and stories. Are we just are we just gonna launch right into that, I guess, now? Because <laughs> I don't know. Casey don't, Cody we don't Bush. know what time the games are. We will let you know. Casey Cody Bush, myself, Chris Austin on occasion, they and I and we have all that information for you. We're just going to go with this backwards this week. Hey, the reminder for your community service opportunities. Um, probably not as many of those right this second, although I want to commend everybody for the month of thanks that they did right before we broke for the holidays. Very thankful month. Very thankful month. You know where else people can uh, get scheduling updates and everything else they need to know about Austin P. Athletics? Um, Skyriders. I don't know what that is, but... Um, oh, like a plane that yeah, rides in the sky. Yeah. Uh, that's a little bit above the budget, I imagine. But you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Go P, or you can hop on our official Facebook account called Austin P. Governors. You know, we should give a shout-out to our friends Eric and Robin for all of the content. The great content. No, no. Our friend Robin. Our colleague, Eric. Our fr- <laughs> You're right. Eric our colleague, our friend Robin, for all the great videos and digital media content they are making. And to clarify, our colleague, Eric Elliott. I guess I'm going to take your ticket spot here. Ticket gurus Katie Locke and her assistant Johnny Haircut have all the information you can use to get in the game. 
You're going to need those tickets. And if you're going to come watch the Govs play in the 35% capacity Dunn Center, you're going to need a ticket definitely. So uh, season ticket sales end Friday for basketball. If you want guarantees, that's where you got to get them. If not, single-game tickets will be available after that as available. Find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, directly on the website at letsgop.com slash podcast. Give us a rating review on podcast. Five stars, five stars. And if you want to suggest a guest, let us know of a local or on-campus event we should shout out. Join us in being excited at the state of Austin P basketball. Tweet us. I'm at C. Wilson225. He's at C underscore Craig19. Love yourself. Love each other. Talk to you next week. Goodbye. could kill a man. I was thinking about you thinking about me. So I called up my doctor, said don't give me a chance I dug this grave and I might as well get in Cause this ship is sinking past the whiskey Give me my last cigarette Tell my mom